Nothing's ever quite big enough for me. Virtually every day I have a great idea, some truly world-changing concept. I can fix the national health care crisis. I can reduce the national debt. Like many things in our lives, I'm trapped by life. If only I could snap my fingers and find someone to fund these efforts, to fund the solution, to fund me. If I hit the lottery, I know exactly what I would do. Most of us spend a great deal of time reading, researching, looking for outlets to align with. I volunteer with great organizations, but I rarely get very far towards greatness, at least greatness as I define it. I'm afflicted with what I call the get ready syndrome. I'm always getting ready, I'm preparing, buying new equipment to exercise, reading new books, learning new things, learning more technology, because when that great thing comes, I am going to be ready, ready to take action. She was alone, lived in a strange land, Albanian with Indian citizenship. One day, 60 years ago, she left her place of work with no intent to do great things. She left without a penny or even a real plan other than to chase her dream. She didn't take time to prepare, to get ready for her new job. She didn't raise capital, look for staff. In fact, when people asked to join her, she discouraged them. In a very short time, by her own account, her boss shut her out. And although she reached out to him several times a day for 50 years, he never responded to one communication. Despite this heartbreaking separation, she pressed ahead. Although you may have recognized the story, you probably don't know that by 2007, the missionaries of charity numbered approximately 450 brothers and 5,000 nuns worldwide. Operating 600 missions and schools and shelters in 120 countries, Mother Teresa didn't have to wait to have a great idea to become great. In fact, she didn't need to be great to be great, nor did she ever want to be great. She denied greatness until her death. She gave all the credit to her boss, the one she never heard from. He had offered her a simple vision statement, and she followed it. Love the Lord God with all your heart, and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And she took the simplest possible approach. All by herself, penniless, she walked out the door and began executing the plan one person at a time. With no real thought about finding the second person, scalability, investment, capital, or staff. She never considered return on investment or equity. Her return, well, it was the investment. She clothed the naked, really. She healed the sick, really. She fed the hungry, really. She did great things for the people right in front of her on a scale so small that to all of us it had no value, except to the person she helped. In her meager great acts, greatness flowed. The difference? She didn't wait to be great, to start being great. She chose to be grateful for the opportunity to help. And she knew that the simple act itself was great. She felt the mission. She was not distracted by management, plans, intercompany politics. She was focused. I don't think she responded to emails or voicemails. She didn't have a vice president for care. I'm sure that she got up every day thinking, all I have to do is do the next thing to the next person. We don't need to be great to do great things. We have to do things that are great. 
even if they seem too little to bother with. Greatness is built with one small great thing at a time. It's not built with a lot of great ideas or grand schemes or by doing a lot of things that are of no value done with great intent. The road to hell is paved with things of no value done with great intent. And if there's a heaven, Mother Teresa paved it by doing the most possible for the least of these on the smallest possible scale. And for me, the lesson I learned is most importantly, she never got ready. She just got busy. She just got going. For Men in Balance, this is Daryl Chapman.